This episode of the Universal Unleashed podcast has been brought to you by Away With Me Travel, the official sponsor of the Universal Unleashed podcast. Are you ready for an epic adventure? Living the movies that you love. Be a part of the action here at Universal Orlando, and Away With Me Travel is here to get you there. From Spider-Man to Jurassic Park, all of your epic journeys start through Away With Me Travel. Jamie and I are so excited to get you down to Universal Orlando to experience Universal Studios, Islands of Adventure, City Walk, their amazing hotels. We can provide so much insight that maybe you didn't know about the parks and provide the perfect experience for you at Universal Orlando. So get a hold of us at show at awaywithmetravel.com and visit us at the Away With Me Travel website. We hope to hear from you soon. And boom, here we are, episode five of the Universal Unleashed podcast, show that's a lot about Universal, a little about us. That sounds familiar, right? A little bit, a little bit. <laughs> Figured if you get it right the first show, you might as well use it for the next one, too. Uh, buddy, uh, it's good to see you, man. We haven't recorded this show for a few weeks because I was down at Universal, um, but it's glad to be back and you and I hanging out, and uh, tonight we're going to get some fun stuff. Yeah, welcome back, man. You know, uh, we've been obviously keeping in contact, you know, via text, and you've been sending me videos, and we've been, you know, FaceTiming and whatnot, and uh, really cool stuff, and I'm really excited to get in tonight's episode because uh, you got to experience firsthand on, on this year's festivities, and you were, you know, deep in the uh, universal world down there, and I can't wait to hear all about it. We went down there, and we did Typhoon Lagoon um, Moonlight Magic for DVC members, mm-hmm. and we thought, you know what, after we do that, maybe we'll go to Springs. We ended up going over to City Walk and mm. having dinner over there because they I love City Walk. The food over there is fantastic. It's very close. It's very intimate. Um, and then we did something over there, man, that we've never done before, and that's played mini golf. Oh, yeah. How was that? Dude, I have not laughed as much at, with just Katie and I on a trip mm-hmm. as this time because that mini golf is just – it's very interactive, like – there was one hole, if you put your, your hand down in the hole to get the ball, it like shot air in your face. <laughs> and cool. it scared the crap out of Katie. I mean, like scared her to where she jumped. <laughs> and uh, as you went along, you had to answer trivia questions and stuff like that. And if you did that, you got um, you got to play another round for like a discounted price. That's cool. So it was fun, man. Really, really fun. There's two different courses there, and the rates are really, really reasonable. Do you guys – let me ask you this. I know – it's been a few years since we went to Universal, but even say a Disney trip. 
Do you guys ever take time out to go play mini golf or go bowling or do stuff like that? You know, we haven't. Uh, it's something that I've actually thought about possibly doing on one of our next trips, uh, just to experience that on the Disney. You know, we right. really have some really good uh, mini golf courses up here, you know, the putt-putt golf courses. And we have some really cool bowling alleys here. And we do a lot of, they have midnight bowling and they do rock and roll bowling and they glow pins and that kind of stuff. So that's something that we really get to experience here. And we really never capitalized on doing it down there. Uh, same thing. We've never been to a movie down, you know, when we've been on vacation either. And I know right. that the theater down in, you know, downtown Disney is amazing. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I know that there's some great mini golf down there. It's almost a shame that that's where it is because you're so involved with so much of the other stuff you don't get to do on a regular basis that I'm sure a lot of it gets lost in the shuffle, you know, because it's so cool. I'm sure that's somewhere else. You know, if you were just at another resort and you didn't have these amazing theme parks, it would probably be an amazing, uh, you know, mini golf course and bowling alley and movie theater. It's funny to hear you say mini golf. Is that... Or, I mean, you said putt-putt the first time. What do you call it in the north? Well, it's mini-golf, but I know you call it putt-putt. So I, I call it putt-putt. To you. I tried I to, to say mini-golf. Yeah, yeah, see, I tried to relate to you, and I tried to go mini-golf. <laughs> so I was trying to do that. But there was one thing that happened. Um, we were on an adult trip for the, for this one, and it was six days. And, uh, look, Katie and I, when we have a ride, we don't go out to the bars. We don't go out to the different stuff. And that's the one thing City Walk has a lot of, it has a lot of cool spots you can go hang out at. And being annual pass members or pass holders, you get to get in for free. Mm-hmm. So it makes it nice. There's no cover, you know, stuff like that, which we'll get to that when I try to go to Jelly Rolls and I'm an annual pass holder DVC member and they're trying to charge me a $15 cover. Irritated. But anyway, the good part about City Walk is they're not charging that rate. Um, so we went into a karaoke bar, right? So this karaoke bar, though, is called Rising Star. And the cool part is, as you karaoke, you have a full band behind you and backup singers. So they make you sound good whether you suck or not. Pretty <laughs> I can <much>. imagine. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I guess they turn the music up for the background singers a little bit if you suck, but they turn them down if you're good. Um, but Katie and I got in this discussion about what you say when you're at an amusement park. Do you say online or in line? Right? Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, well, we, we talked about that in the group for quite a bit. All right, so I put in the group, and I go, everyone out there, of course, and I told Katie, I'm going to win this, hands down. Everyone out there, when you're waiting on a ride or attraction, what do you say? Do you say online or inline? And I thought, I've got this hands down because I say online, and Katie says inline. Dude, it was 217 to 12 votes. I was for, one of those twelve for in line. Yeah, like like you're not you're not in the line. You're on the line. Sure. Yeah, I'm getting on line for something. Exactly. Yeah, I agree. For once, we agree on our English. This was insanity, and I. But the, the worst part is, is I'd had a few. We'd stopped over at um, uh, what's the place where you get the slushy the slushy bar over there? Um, is that by gone, Margaritaville? No, it's by Margaritaville. I've gone brained it. Um. We went over to Fat Tuesdays, and Katie doesn't drink much, but when she does, it's always like strawberry daiquiris. Mm-hmm. And I had what they call the 190 octane. Ooh. Yeah, it's got 151, like a floater of 151 in it. And I do the extra one, you know, just to make mm-hmm. sure that it might as well feel really bad tomorrow. Um, but then I go in there and I think, you know what? I'm going to say, I'll karaoke if I lose this bet. It was a, an absolute 
demolished. I mean, it was not even close. So I owe karaoke to the Disney Dads family. Uh, oh, I can't wait point. to see this. <laughs> <laughs> Sign me up. I, I I owe it to you at some point. Um, I'm glad this hasn't taken place yet because the way you were saying the story was like you actually went and sang the karaoke. And I'm like, if I miss this and there's no video to back this up, I don't believe him. We're going to have to see it sooner or later. But if I'm doing it, I'm doing it there because I want the backup singers. I was watching them up there and they were like dancing behind and doing all that. And some of the people you got to think were plants because they got up there and they were so good. Mm-hmm. That I would pay to see them in concert. Gotcha. But then other people got up and you're like, wow, you're so bad <laughs> that I understand this is a karaoke bar. Um, but that's the great thing about CityWalk. You can go from there. You can go over to Pat O'Brien's and you can uh, you can do the dueling pianos. I mean, there's just everything's right there. Whatever you're in the mood for, it's right there. And that's why I love, love, love uh, CityWalk so much. Um, we did, We hadn't even done the parks yet and all this had already happened. That's cool. You know, I know you've mentioned before that one of your favorite places to eat in all of Florida is there, the Tusum Chocolate Emporium Factory. Did you guys get to go and eat there? We did. We went twice. That's one of my favorite spots. For anyone who's going to Orlando, and even if you're just doing Disney, if you have a way to go over to CityWalk one evening, go there. It's, look, fantastic food, amazing drinks, and the desserts are some of the best desserts in all of Orlando. I mean, like, Top of the line, uh, over the top milkshakes with the, uh, let's say like you get a milkshake and it's got a full cupcake on top or a milkshake and a whole thing of key lime pie on top. I mean, just absolutely insane. So we love that spot. And uh, typically you can get in there with an out a reservation, which mm-hmm. makes it nice. So kind of similar to the place I brought you to, right? The sugar factory. It is like that. It's not as it's themed. It's not as specifically themed. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, you know, like the sugar factory was like, super sugary everything they had was like over the top sugar gotcha um this is a legit restaurant like pretty big menu like pastas burgers steaks chicken has all that so a good family dinner if they want to go for a dinner perfect man dessert spot yeah it's got it's got anything you want like anything you're in the mood for let's say you're in the mood for steak and laura's in the mood for pasta then you could go there and get whatever you want gotcha cool yeah yeah it's a perfect spot but it does have a like a steampunk type of feel to it and theming and they actually have characters that walk around, so you get to meet the characters. Cool. Um, you know, the the one thing that we... Two things we had planned, of course, Halloween Horror Nights, which is what we're going to talk about tonight more than anything. But one thing that we had on the uh, the radar that we definitely want to try to do was Hagrid's uh, motorbike. Yeah, how was that? <laughs> Dude, what an experience. So you and I, neither one of us are rope drop people. Right. I mean, when we go to Disney, we are sleep in, go to the pool, relax. You know, we don't, we do not get up early for anything. We decided, we were like, okay, uh, Islands of Adventure opens at nine. And so we're going to get up at 7.30 and we're going to, we stayed right across the street. So we were able to walk over. We're going to get over there and we're going to be there right at eight. We got there at eight. We were probably, I would say, maybe eight people back. In line now. Now, the, now, think about all the turnstiles. There's, you know, probably sure. twenty turnstiles, and we're eight people back. So, everyone had told me too that they walk you back to the attraction. Well, we waited for an hour. About eight fifty, they started scanning people in. Mm-hmm. Dude, Run Disney has nothing <laughs> on rope drop for Haggards because people were sprinting 
through uh, Islands of Adventure to get back to Hagrid's. And so, Katie, <laughs> this is the only time I've ever seen Katie run. I'm like, there could be a bear chasing her, and she's like, nope, nope, not today. This, she's going, come on, hurry up. And I'm trying to do, actually, I have audio, and I'll plug this audio in right now so you can hear it, and uh, of me running back to Hagrid's. So we get back to Hagrid's, we're in the queue, and we get the dreaded, the attraction will be opening later than expected due to difficulties. Oh. And you think, oh no, but you're not getting out of line. Right. You know, there's no way. And so we uh, we <coughs> sat there, we were about 20 minutes, and all of a sudden it started moving. And those back, I will say the queue for that attraction is very, very in-depth. There's a lot to see. So as you're waiting, and most of it is indoors. So as you're waiting, um, you have air conditioning. You're you're not in the uh, the Florida sun. You have all these amazing things to check out around you. Um, we probably waited about 20 more minutes. The one thing Universal has on Disney is this: they have figured out how to load attractions better than any theme park around. So, picture this: you're on a roller coaster, right? Mm-hmm. It doesn't stop. So as the roller coaster comes into the station, you walk on a moving platform. Right. And you just load the car. So it's unloading behind you, and then you're already on the moving station. It catches up, and then you load the car, and it takes off. So there's no such thing as, like, stopping. Right. People get off. People get on. They check. Go off. Like, it's a constantly moving uh, attraction. Right, right, right. It doesn't stop. I was unexpected. I, it really caught me off guard how fast it is. It hits 55 miles per hour. Yeah, that's quick, especially when you're and, in a little Well, and it's got the yeah. motorcycle feel to it. So mm-hmm. I sit in the motorcycle. Katie sit in the sidecar. It's got the motorcycle feel of like, all right, we got to go. And it, off you go, you know. That's my best Foley effects that you got. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> but um, it's, it's, it's a five-minute attraction. And I knew sort of what was going to happen. I didn't really look into details, but I knew the general basics of it, and it still certain parts caught me off guard. Here's the one thing you're going to love. There's no screens. Oh, that's great. None. Not one. Now, I have to ask. You said they started scanning you in at age 50. Now, was this a 9 o'clock start because you were staying on grounds, or was this like an early entry, or there was an earlier entry there before you? No, I'm glad you asked that, too, because the early entry was actually at Universal. Okay. Not at Islands of Adventure. Gotcha. And early entry was at 7. And so Islands open at 9. Um, so that was just the basic, like, you're getting in at 9. They just started scanning people early, I guess, because they were ready. Um, but Universal, the people there had this genius idea that they were going to ride um, the train mm-hmm. over. Yep. And then all of a sudden be right there at Hagrid's. Right. Here's the thing, though, man. They held the line from the train. Oh, so all the people that were in line at islands got mm-hmm. to go in the queue before they opened the line from the train. Wow. So my advice to everyone going right now, do not think you're getting a jump on people by riding the Hogwarts express over to islands of adventure from universal. If they have early morning, uh, hours, go ahead, go over to islands, wait in line, wait your turn. And then, Run your marathon back through uh, the Lost Continent and Seuss Landing and all those great places and get back there because, yeah, they held that line. People 
were mad, man. I mean, people, we were just walking by them. And they're like, we just want to get in the park. We just want to get in the park. And they're like, no, you got to wait. Wow. I wonder how yeah. long they held them up for. I, I wondered that, too, because how do you know, when you have that many people standing out there, right. how do you know, like, okay, now we'll let you. I, I guess maybe they just held for a couple of minutes and they said, okay, now er, everybody's on their own. You know, figure it out. Right. So it was interesting. But I will say this. That attraction, they did it right. They, I mean, audio animatronics, huge audio animatronics, uh, uh, fast roller coaster. Um, it slows down when you need to. It kind of pictures what I think Tron will be, but without the audio animatronics right i I think it's gonna be a better tron okay i can't wait for you to ride it oh yeah i know me too me too it's really cool i actually can't wait for you to ride it so yeah so we did that we we rode just about everything man the good thing about our annual passes are we have express pass after 4 p.m okay so we can ride everything just boom 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 after 4 p.m that's cool yeah man But you know why we're here tonight. Yeah, something that I've been dying to hear about, and I've just been kind of relieving through your pictures, And but I really want to get into some detail tonight about the Halloween Horror Nights. Uh, you know, it is the season, you know, and uh, I'm really excited to get into this tonight. Let's get into it right about now. Justin, I know you got to hit all 10 houses. Uh, I know you have some favorite ones, and I really want to pick your brain on you know, what stood out, what was really good. Uh, we've, talked about, we've talked about some of these houses before in previous shows, so I really can't wait to talk a little bit about them. Uh, why don't you start off with the Nightingales, the Blood Pit? That was one of your least favorite ones? It was. I kind of threw you my top 10 before we jumped on here. Mm-hmm. Um, before we do that, I want to run through a little tip for people. Um, a lot of people go, when I'm going to go to Halloween Horror Nights, I'm not going to buy a park ticket previously, you know, for that day. I highly recommend buying a park ticket for that day. So you can go into holding zones, and Universal got it really right this year with the holding zones because they split them into the kind of four most popular houses. Okay. And you got to pick the holding zone you went into. So the park closed at five, right? And Halloween Horror Nights was supposed to start at 6, I believe. And, dude, at 5.40, they walked us back to our first house. So you sit in these holding zones. You have a beer. You talk to people. You got to know some great people. And uh, and then you, you get in. So buy your ticket. Enjoy the parks. Uh, get in a holding zone because you're going to do so much more. But, yeah, to Nightingales. Let me tell you that... This was maybe one of the top three houses I was looking forward to the most whenever we looked at Halloween Horror Nights because I kept having this thing in my head where I was like, I'm going to be surrounded in a gladiatorial, um, like the gladiatorial games, and they're going to be just huge guys that are like covered in blood coming out at you, doing all that kind of stuff. Um, it definitely. <laughs> 100% without a doubt had the most blood out of any of the houses that we could talk about. For me though, I other than the gore and other than seeing the blood, it didn't have the scare factor to it. 
Okay. Now, Halloween Horror Nights for me is changing, and I've noted to, noticed it this more this I've noticed it this year more than any in the fact of it's becoming more family friendly. Really? We saw more and more kids, man, that were like 10 and 11 years old than I've ever seen. We talked to to a kid who was she's 13. We're in the holding zone, mm-hmm. and she's been coming the last 3 years. Okay. And I can understand why. It's kind of gone to they've gotten away from like that real in-depth like hard to see stuff mm-hmm. you know what i mean like in the past there was stuff where even as an adult it was kind of hard to see right you're like oh i don't wanna it makes you uncomfortable you know what i mean right. Right, right, right they've gotten rid of that that's 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 not there anymore this was the closest to that for me it was just a lot of blood a lot of ac- scare actors with no makeup or no uh not really playing a role jumping out at you okay and it was a highly lit house which always makes it hard for the characters to to get you. Okay. You know, and, and let, let me say this too, because as you're listening, for those of you out there who have gone to these houses, you might go, you're crazy, Nightingales is amazing. Well, it also is how you go through. You might catch the wrong uh, pacing with the house, you know, because you're constantly walking through. They don't stop people. Like you're right. go, go, go. So you might just catch the pacing wrong to where you see the scare actor for three people in front of you every time. Right, but for right, me, right. but for me, Nightingales comes in at, at last, uh, disappointing last too, because I really expected this one to be to be really good. It t- it tends to the original houses are better than the IPs, and uh, but this one, even being an original house, comes in at my my number ten for this year. Your number nine was Us by Jordan Peele. Uh, yeah. So the thing was, I I saw the movie before I went. I didn't love the movie. So I went in kind of with a a weird thought about this house anyways because I liked I like Jordan Peele's movies. I like Get Out. Um Us did not do it for me. I didn't I, I don't know if I took that in with me. There was a couple scares that were good. I mean, it's people jumping out with knives, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So there were a couple scares that were a little bit, you know, they they were there, but overall for me, it was pretty much like watching a uh, summary of the movie. Okay. So if you've seen the movie, you knew what's coming. Like you just you knew exactly what was coming with every scene next. There was no surprise. There was no like you knew where the scares were if you had seen the movie. Gotcha. Which was disappointing. They could have. You remember last episode, man, when we were talking about how. You know, maybe the scares, especially when we're designing our houses, the scare isn't here. They just put an actor here, but the scare's behind you. Right. They could have done that. The actor could have drawn you here, but scared you from here. And now this house so- did not do that. Now, for someone like me who didn't see the movie, would the, would this would you look at it a different perspective? Because you said you knew what you were expecting. I think you would have rated higher than I would. Okay. Because for you, you would have. I think you would have been confused though too. You'd been like, I don't understand because. This house was a story more than anything. So it's almost like watching the third episode of a movie if you never saw the first two. 100%. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I think you would have been like, I don't understand why that character is doing that. Right. Okay. That makes sense. You know what I mean? I mean, they had some cool scenes, and they had scenes that you definitely recognized if you'd seen the movie. But for me, eh. Eh. It was all okay. Right. All right. Number, that's why it's a number nine, though. So, Yeah, there's plenty of other ones. I and mean, then there's quite a few in here I can't wait to talk about. Uh, number eight, Graveyard Games. 
Yeah, this was another one. I, I, you know what? I actually liked Graveyard Games. Um, the scenery and the sets in here were massive and beautiful. It was um, really a detailed house. The one thing I like about some of these houses are you you go through a haunted house where you live, and it's more of just it's really dark and there's jump scares. You know, boo, boo, boo. Right. The this was one of those where you're going through and you are you're in a uh you're in a graveyard. I mean, you you know you're in a graveyard, and not only that, you're in a beautiful graveyard that's overgrown and, and all that. I it wasn't so much a scary house as it was um just a really, really pretty house to go through. So okay. I liked it. Um but you know, it definitely isn't the worst house this year. Uh, but it's also one of those where at the end of the night, if I have extra time, I'm not going, let's run to Graveyard Games and do it again. Okay. If that makes sense. Yeah, no, it makes sense. Uh, number seven was one that I've been looking forward to talking about. I think we mentioned it before in a previous podcast, the Universal Monsters. And that's all the uh, old school, I believe. That's all the Frankenstein yeah. and Dracula and uh, something that I would really that I really had an interest in checking out. So I'm glad to see you had it number seven. It's kind of you know getting towards the top. Uh, what would you think? Had the most beautiful facade out of any of the houses that uh, that you walk up to. They had, they had a huge mural on the outside of the house with all of the uh, Dracula, the mummy, and all you know, just a beautiful, beautiful outside of the house. My complaint with this house, I'm gonna give you my complaint, and then I'll give you all the great things. Mm-hmm. My complaint with this house was I had to go through too fast. Okay. I had to rush through the house because it's a, I mean, look, they're pushing people through. They've got tens of thousands of people in there and they're trying to get you through the houses. This house was so beautiful and so pretty. And the scenery was so great that I could have hung out in there for a long, long time. Uh, there were some, there were a couple decent jump scares. It's so funny, man. I tried to record audio as I was going through the houses. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it never turns out. It, you know, it's one, the houses are very, very loud. Gotcha. And then all you hear is a small girl shrieking. And that's me. Um, Sounds familiar, familiar Sam. <laughs> this one had some good jump scares, though. Uh, the mummies and, and all that were good. Um, you know, you saw some characters I didn't expect to. Phantom of the Opera was in there hmm. uh, with all the candles and everything as you're going by. It was, it was a very, very cool house. Um, yeah, se- Seven's a great spot for this. I think it's hard to our generation and the generation now coming up is so we're so used to seeing Saul and all these movies that are really extreme Mm -hmm. that I think we're almost a little desensitized to things like universal monsters. Right. You know what I mean? I think we're a little desensitized to the mummy just kind of coming at you and Dracula just kind of, you know, in the corner. So, I love this house. I really, really love this house. But scare factor wise, if I'm going to be scared, it 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 deserves to be at number seven. Okay, sounds good. Uh, number six, we have the Killer Clowns from Outer Space, another movie. Funhouse. That's that's exactly what it was. It was the Funhouse this year. I've heard a lot of people put this higher on their list this year too. A lot okay. of people have had this like two and three. Massive, massive, massive sets. Uh, massive costumes. They, if you ever seen the movie, I mean, these clowns are huge. It was fun. It was very bright, and uh, it, you know, if they would let you take selfies inside the house, 
this would be the house to do it in. Oh, they don't let you do that? Oh, no, no, no. No pictures. No, You're not supposed to do audio. So, okay. you know, no. I didn't take mm-hmm. audio, really. No, you know? never. <laughs> no video, none of that. Yeah, you got to put your phone away before you head into a house. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, no, but, I mean, it's look, it's it's it is a cool house, but the one thing that I didn't uh, really, really like was how bright it was. Okay. It kind of lost itself. It's hard to go through a haunted house when it's that bright and you can see everything that's coming. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Well, for people who are clown phobias, that might be uh, it doesn't yeah, matter how bright, be, yeah. you know, that yeah. might push them over the edge. I know some people that hate clowns, you know what I mean? Just the thought of even saying the name clown, it freaks them out. Well, I would be afraid of like it, but not these clowns. Okay. And they even played the part of more like, hey, we're just here as more. It reminds me of the Ash vs. Evil Dead house. Okay. Where it was just more of like really nice to look at, fun. It was really fun, man. Like a fun house. Uh like like crazy sound effects and crazy lighting and black lights and you know, got all those crazy stuff going on. Um the one thing I did like that they had the body bags with the people hanging in them. That okay. was cool. The cotton ca- cotton candy body bags, all that kind of stuff. So, yeah, they I mean they had they, it definitely was a good representation of the movie if you haven't seen that movie i believe it's on amazon if you have amazon prime you can go and, and check it's that an out. older movie right it's from 1970s the yeah, yeah 1970s early um, 80s. right it is absolutely the most campy fun movie uh people will watch and go oh my gosh justin what are you yeah. dude what are you making what do you what are you telling me to watch but uh it's it's a decent one for the kids because look it's uh i mean it's got a little language in it but other than that it's it's not that scary so okay uh, moving into the top five, and this is a, an amazing list. Yeah, uh, one that I didn't even know about: Depths of Fear. Uh, Depths of Fear won me over right at the beginning. I loved walking into Depths of Fear because the storyline is you are going into um, you're going to a mining station, and there's these things called the Mouth Brooders, and they're attacking the station. And uh, the you know that the station is not going to hold up. You know that you're going to die like if you don't get out of there in enough time, right? Mm-hmm. Well, then they put a countdown in there. Like, this was the sound house this year. So every year, there's a lighthouse, which okay. was Killer Clowns from Outer Space. There's a set house, which we'll get into those here in a bit. And then there's a sound house. And there's a, typically a dark house. Um and we'll get into we'll get into that here in a bit too. Um, this was the sound house, and what I mean is they use sound to disorient you. It's very loud. I mean, very loud. And they have the countdown, and it. You know, whenever you hear some music and it makes your heart race, mm-hmm. same thing. This is what this was. Okay. So even hearing the music out front, and even he- you know, and then hearing once you got in there. You felt like you were under the ocean. Okay. They had the they had the windows and the water and it's just so this house for me. I think they did a great job. I loved it. I came out of it. I had a lot of scares out of this house. A lot of a lot of scares out of this house. And I came out and I think this was the first house of the night that I came out and I went. That house scared me more than anyone so far. Oh, right, cool. Yeah, really, really good. You know, moving into number four, this is a house that we talked about on previous podcasts before, 
and that something that I really, really wanted to hear about. I'm surprised it's number four and it wasn't further up on your list. And we talked about what we were going to expect from it. And being an 80s kid is something that I really want to hear about, and that's Ghostbusters. Yeah, let's let's dive into this one, okay? Um, Amazing house. This is the first house we... Oh, I'm sorry. It's not. It's the second house we did. We waited in the in the uh, the queue, the the you know the the waiting area, mm-hmm. and uh, we went straight to Stranger Things. Then after that, we got in line for Ghostbusters. And the cool part is, man, we were waiting on our friends Veronica and Michael to get in. They didn't do the pass before, so they had to come in just when everybody else came in at six. Um, so we were waiting on them because we had already done Ghostbusters. I mean, already done Stranger Things. And I got to talk to the one of the directors of the houses for for all of Halloween Horror Nights, and we cool. were sitting there chatting, and we were talking about the following year and what do we expect and all that. And he was telling me, he was saying, "Man, these two houses might be the most intricate, um, well themed houses when it comes to movies and shows that we've ever done," and. After doing it, I completely agree with him. We waited about 40 minutes for Ghostbusters. Okay. Longest house we waited for, by far. Winning close. Um, the good part is, man, as you're waiting in line, they have they have drink stations. So they have, okay. like, beer, uh, you know, water, soft drinks, stuff like that. Um, so we waited about 40 minutes for Ghostbusters. We get in. Dude, it's it's a trip through the movie. I mean, remember what I was telling you about Us? It's right. us on steroids. It's it is every scene. Do you remember when we were talking about this house and what scenes we'd want to see? Mm-hmm. They were there. They were there. So when you and here's here the first scene I love is when you walk in. You walk in. You walk in the fire station, right? Right. And they have the secretary there at the front. Oh yeah, yeah. Answer the phone. So we had her, but she was interactive. So she looks at me and she goes, "You, what do you want? What are you here for?" <laughs> And I was like, I, I'm just here to see. And she, hurry up, get he's in the back. Go on, move That's on. Awesome. And she's on the phone the whole time, chewing her gum, mm-hmm. you know, like chomping gum. Um, and then we went through, and you got to see uh, Slimer. The effect they pulled off was great. Was it like a water screen kind of thing? It was. What? It was. It was a probably a double sided mirror type of effect. But he would start at the end of the, it looked like a, the hallway went on forever, you know, for a long way. Yep. And he would start at the end of the hallway and he would fly up the hallway right towards you. That's awesome. Yeah. It was like a hologram that just whoosh, and come right at you. Um, so you had that scene and they, the lasers, they, I don't, I don't know how they did it. They had to have been a screen, but the actors pulled it off perfectly because when they would move their, their uh whenever they would move their lasers the proton packs right the pro- yeah the proton they, it would move the laser too so either they they had rehearsed so much they knew exactly what it was going to do mm-hmm. or there was some sort of sensor that was making it move right it was it was absolutely perfect they had the scene where um getting pulled into the chair mhm yeah that which was i mean that's that's a great great scene right um they had they had uh um What's his face uh, from from Honey I Shrunk the Kids? Rick Moranis. Rick Moranis' character. They had him in there, like saying, "Get out now." Ah, you know. Was the car there? Was the Ecto one there? Yes, you saw the Ecto one. Okay. So they had that. I mean, absolutely. 
And they, Stay Puft, they were able to pull it off? That's what I'm getting to. Okay. okay. All right. So, you come around the corner. You smell this burnt marshmallow. <laughs> this thing is massive. I mean, massive. And it is just, I mean, I, I can't explain it. You're walking by, and you just see him. He's, it's, it's like you're on top of the building now. It's okay. a scene from when you're on top of the building. Right, right, right. The roof. And all of a sudden, right. all you can see is his face coming up over the, the side of the building at you. You know. <laughs> uh, it's incredible. I mean, they did such a good job with this. I'll say this. There was no point in this house that I jumped. No house, no point in this house was I scared. But I had a hard time not putting it higher than four. Okay. Because... It was, I mean, I'm telling you, man, if you're going to Halloween Horror Nights, or if you're not going, this is why you should go. And this is what makes Halloween Horror Nights different, is the fact that they don't just do, boo, here I am, boo, you know. It's, right. They tell a story with all their houses. Dude, you would have loved it. You would yeah, have no- loved seeing it. Yeah, I love I love go. I mean, that was a classic movie when I was a kid, and I would love to see that larger than life Stay Puft guy. It's just I, the way you're describing it sounds really cool. Yeah, you got all those classic scenes that you uh, that you definitely wanted to see. That's for sure. Awesome. Yeah, and and, and the fourth, which means there's three more better. So uh, we're gonna go with the number three. My one of my favorite uh, heavy metal singers, House of a Thousand Corpses, Rob Zombie. One of my favorite houses this year. Absolutely, I, I love this house. Um, now, before I, I saw you were in the, you sent the picture of you in the Dragula car. Yeah, how cool is that? Yeah, yeah, that's really cool. Did you see where I met Dra- Like Dragula was out there. Yeah, 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 yep, yeah, yeah. And I mean, like the, uh, like the, the robot though. No, I only saw the picture of you in the car. Oh, I'll send you the pic. I'll put the picture of me and the robot up on yeah, the. Uh, you know what I'm yep. talking about? Like the. Yeah, 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 yeah. Of course, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah he was out there. So it's me. Him in the Dragula car, like hanging out, doing all that. So, um, th- to be honest, if it wasn't for the detail and the scariness of the other two houses on my list, this house would have been number one. I might be a bit biased because I just watched this movie for the first time a week before I went. Okay. So I knew the storyline down to a T, right? It had everything you need, though. It had the campiness of of what the movie is, you know, like mm-hmm. that horror, just great dialogue. Um, as soon as you walk in the front door, you get the guy that works at the gas station with the clown makeup, and he's and actually he just passed away this past week, which stinks, you know. That's he's been in all of Rob Zombie's movies, um, but uh, but yeah, you got him, and he's he's uh, throwing the lines out at you, like "Come on, come on in here, get your chicken, and move along," you know, and doing all this stuff. And then you go through all these scenes. Oh, my gosh. It had scare upon scare upon scare. I Every time I turned around was f- jumping, freaking out. Mm-hmm. I mean, this was definitely the scariest house of the night for me. Not even close. Not, I mean, without a doubt. It was one of those things like if you walked through it perfectly, you could definitely hit. Uh, um, a scare every time you made a turn. Okay. I mean, it was really good. And also, it had all the scenes from the movies. It had the one scene. I don't know if you've... You, you've seen the movie, right? A while ago. I haven't seen it in a bit. Okay. Do you remember at the very end of the movie, they had the scene where she's trying to escape and she's going through the tombs 
and it's all the um, skeletons on either side of her. Okay. They had that, which was, here's what they played it perfectly to. You had to walk through there, and of course, in your mind, you're thinking, people are going to jump out at me. They right. didn't put one scare right there. Oh, so the, the non-scare was the worst scare. Right, because right. you're nervous thinking it's coming. Right. And of course, Rob Zombie's mu- music is just, you know, like super loud. Um, right. And then you come into that last scene and uh, where she where she's down there. And the, the, the sets, the scenes, the scare actors, everything was perfect. I loved it. That's awesome. Now, I know there's another Netflix series that you love, and that's Stranger Things, and I see that it's your number two. How is that house? So I, I really liked Stranger the first uh, season of Stranger Things. I didn't like the second season, but I really liked the third season. So this one follows most of the second and part of the third. I kind of had a reserved thought about it because of that, because I wasn't a huge fan of the second season. These This house wins... Um, my award for best sets by far. Okay. You are taken not only through the scenes of the movie, you're taken to the upside down. You're, you see the Demi dogs, you see um, all, all these things from the show, but also this had the largest um, puppet, largest scare puppet they've ever done for Halloween Horror Nights ever. Hmm. It was the size of a, an entire room. The puppet. Okay. I mean, like, 14 foot across by, like, 20 foot high. And it was terrifying. And you had to walk under it. Oh, okay. So it's, like, going all around you, you know. And you're having to kind of duck and weave and move around and stuff like that. It's 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 amazing. I If I hadn't seen this show, you know, you know what? Katie has never seen it. And Katie even liked the house. So I would have probably put it, like, maybe five or six. But seeing the show, knowing the storyline, seeing the characters, you know, and then you, you of course, get all those scares that are built in with it. Right. It deserves to be number two. Maybe number, my number two, number one, could have been interchangeable. Um, but I always I always like to put a uh, put an original house at my top my top house every year. Uh, yeah, you know, you set the bar pretty high. A lot of these houses sound really, really cool. I mean, Ghostbusters and House of a Thousand Corpses. But number one, you have the Yeti, Terror of the Yukon. Best house of the it. year. Best house by far. Okay. It's it's absolutely it's a stunning house. It's it's the prettiest. When I say prettiest, the way it's designed with the turns and the way you don't see what's coming next, it's the most well thought out house of the year by far. Okay, it doesn't. It's just it's different than all the other houses when it comes to that. Um, it's also the cold house. Do you remember me telling you about the cold house? Yes. Yep. Yeah, it's the cold house this year. So you walk in and the and the air you know the where they have the air conditioning it makes you feel like you are in the Canadian wilderness you are freezing right now you know mm-hmm. and it's just an absolutely amazing um, amazing house in the fact that you don't see these massive massive scare actors I mean when I'm talking massive I'm talking six and a half seven foot right. And they designed it to where you don't see where they're coming from. And just imagine you turn a corner and there's this Yeti with blood <laughs> dribbling out of his mouth and teeth. And he's seven foot tall. Right. And he's just over the top of you. You know, and and I like when they do houses where there's a lot of turns. Okay. It's not straight, straight, right. straight. This house, you were constantly going around wood barriers, wood barriers, you know. And snows everywhere. 
it was stunning. I mean, it made you feel like you were really, you were not going to make it out alive. There was no way. These things were that realistic, which makes you wonder why in the hell they can't get a Yeti to work at Disney whenever they've <laughs> yeah. got all these Yetis here. Um, they need to get a hold of Mike Aiello and, and the and the uh, the the staff over here because these things were. I think if you put this in Disney though, a little like some kids would not like riding that because they were they were terrifying. Yeah, they'll probably put them off if you. That was number one on your scale list. Oh, it, it, look! Every single year, the cold house, the wet house, the dark house, the sound house, and the fun house. Those are my kind of five things, and we hit all of them. You know, Dose right. of Fear is your wet house. Um, but this one, this time, man, the cold house wins, and it's not always the case. But the cold house this year really takes the cake with the Yeti Terror, the Yukon, and I could have done this house two, three, four times. And been scared every single time because of the it, layout of the house. What did it take you to walk through that house? Like, what was your time? Like, the average. Average time to walk through your house is five to six minutes, I'd say. Okay. Yeah. Um, you feel like it's a lot longer. I'm sure. <laughs> so yeah, you get I'm out sure. and you look at your clock, you go, oh, that's only five minutes. Right. But the terrifying aspect of, wow, when does it end? When does it end? When does it end? Also, this house had a last second scare, which I like when they do that. Okay. You think it's over and then it's not over. All right. So that always makes me happy. Any houses you did twice? Uh, did we do any houses twice? You know what? I don't think so this year. We didn't. No. Okay. I think we nailed all 10, and but we nailed all 10 like right down at the last minute. There were we, – we waited in more lines this year than typical. Okay. It was they – when I talked to the uh, – one of the, one of the um, guys working, he said they expected it to be their busiest night of the year. So, on average, we probably waited anywhere from 20 to 40 minutes for almost every house until the very end of the night. And then we waited, you know, 10. So Right. At Halloween Horror Nights, are there other rides that are open? So, if I wanted to ride the Mummy, if I wanted to do Rip Ride and Rocket, are those available for me to do? Or is it just that you're here for the houses and the Halloween scare? Most attractions are open during Halloween Horror Nights. Okay. And they have they have smaller weights. We did ride Rip Ride Rocket. Um at the very end of the night. That's one reason we do, do didn't do another house second or second time is we wanted to ride Rip Ride Rocket at night. Um, so yeah, we did that. Um, Mummy's open. Uh, Escape from Gringotts is open. There's a couple. There, uh, most are open. There's a few they have to close down just because of the way the queues work and the way you know for the houses and stuff like that they have to um, shut those attractions down. But overall, most of them are open. Okay. And it's a great time to do them. I mean, most of the time the lines aren't that long at all. Right. Well, you go in there for the Halloween stuff. So, you right. know, that's really what you want to capitalize on. You know what I was Did a little disappointed in, though, man? What was that? I didn't have time to do the Monsters of Mayhem water show. Oh, okay. I, I just, we were go, 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 go. You know what I did make time to do? What's that? Eat pizza fries. Oh. Yeah. I haven't made them yet. I told Laura about it the other day. I said, you know, when the kids come over, let's make pizza fries. She looked at me like I was crazy. Like, oh, pizza fries. <laughs> I go, it's a Justin thing. Don't worry about it. We'll just try it. It'll be good. Look, I'm, she I'm liked bold peanuts, right? Yeah, so. I got her eating those now. So, you know, yeah. just give a little faith here. You know, can't be Dude, that bad. It's they're so Fries good, and cheese. What, what are you talking about? <laughs> fries, cheese, a little marinara. Yeah. yeah a little sausage, pepperoni. Can't go wrong. Yeah, yeah man. Um, we had a great night. It's Once again, though, it gets to the point to where God, I'm tired after these nights. I mean... We are go, go, go till one thirty or 2 in the morning. And, 
you start to learn your age every year <laughs> with Halloween Horror Nights because no, it keeps you young. That's what you got to do it. Yeah, and next year's a big one. Um, next year, I would love to see you guys down there with us because the thirtieth coming yeah, up. Yeah, I'm starting to uh, plan my vacations now, and I'm gonna see if I can make that happen. Yeah, man, we we would have an absolute blast. But overall, it was a great trip to Universal. I'm gonna be back there in three weeks. Cool, um, taking Rye. And uh, we're going to go ride a few things. She's a half inch away from being able to ride the mummy and, and Hagrid's and all that stuff. So it's just killing oh, me. You can I'm stretch like, her out. I'm like, Say, golly, kid, grow. She'll be all right. Come on, man. Get, Come on, grow. Um, but, yeah, it was, it was a great trip. Adult trips are always fantastic. And, look, if you're looking to go to Halloween Horror Nights, it, it's a fantastic event. I, I Every single year I go into it thinking, eh, you think they can outdo last year, and then every single year they they just step their game up, yeah. And so it's it's really really great. Well, Justin, listen, I'm first and foremost, I'm so glad you're back. I'm so glad you had an amazing time. I know you have another up, like you said, another upcoming trip in a few weeks. We get to dive into some more of the stuff that's going on down there. And uh, what a great recap! What a great top ten houses we got to you know dive into a little bit. And uh, until next week, man, it's good to see you. Thanks, man. Had a blast. Uh, love talking to Universal. Love our Universal family here. And uh, I can't wait to get back down there and, and get get on these attractions with Riley. And look, something like, like I said, adult trips are a blast. I start to miss the kid a little bit. So I'm ready to have her down there and have my little buddy having fun with me. And uh, then we'll do, maybe we'll do a uh, episode all about taking kids around Riley's age to Universal. Because that's a huge question for people is, When's yeah. the right age to take uh, kids to Universal? So maybe we'll have her on the show and she can talk a little bit about about Universal and what she likes, stuff like that. But uh, guys, until next time, thank you all so much for uh, joining Mike and I on the Universal Unleashed podcast. And until next time, guys, everything's Universal. This has been YDF Media Productions.